BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello. Welcome to BizQuick. We've got an exciting guest today, Corey. Oh, yeah? Who is it, Julie? Yeah. It's Professor Pete. Professor Pete Alexander. He's a stress expert. Not to be confused with the professor from Gilligan's Island, who I'm sure a lot of people were hoping we were going to have. I think exactly zero people were confused. Okay. Well, Professor Pete is out of, I believe, Danville, California. He's certainly out of California, but I might have the Danville part incorrect. We're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll double check that later. He's an entrepreneur. He's a best-selling author. Professor Pete is a professional speaker. He's a podcast host. He's a global goodwill ambassador who provides outstanding support and ROI to business leaders and professionals. And he is an expert in stress management. This should be a fun conversation because mm -hmm. one of Because the, you're stressed? No. One oh. of the things that always comes with... Um, let me say, I am stressed when you ask me questions like that, okay? I'll just be honest. <laughs> um, one of the things that comes with being a small business owner is stress. And it's across the board. It's with your business. It's balancing that, you know, your work-life balance. It's uh, employees. It's everything. There's stress mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. There sure is. But if you can manage the stress, then... You are miles ahead. A lot of people aren't very good at managing stress. That is accurate. What are some of the things that you do to manage stress, Corey? Um, well, it depends on the type of stress. How do you manage work stress? I, I mean, I, I figured it out a while ago. I can just unplug. Like when I, when it's time to just, you know, stop thinking about work or I'm, I'm just done, I can just unplug. And that, I don't know, is a something I learned along the ways where like, a lot of people, they're like, oh, you know, it keeps me up at night or it's the first thing. And, and I know plenty of people, <clears throat> present, present company included, where it's like, you know, three o'clock in the morning. Are you um, talking about me? Yes. Oh. But most people, it's like, oh, fuck, I need to answer that email. Or I, it's like, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. They're, they're like, that, that's the way I look at it in my book. It's like waking up at four in the morning to answer emails isn't going to solve anything at all. So just let go. And just, let God. And just go to sleep. Like, and, and I don't know, it's, it's something I figured out. And, and this was years ago in restaurants and I, I get like little things that I, I can control stress me out, like minor annoyances, like that, that will get under my skin, but like big problems, like cool as a cucumber. It's fine. Yeah. I remember one time we were recording a podcast. I don't remember which episode it was. Um, this is, again, where we need a producer and an intern who can look this stuff up while we're talking about it. Um, and you said that you always hated the advice of don't sweat the small stuff because you're like, it's the small stuff you should sweat because that's the stuff you can control. You shouldn't sweat the big stuff. So, you know, to, once again, total alignment from you in terms of, you know, your prior position on something and your current position. Um, I think I've got it much better, though, at managing stress and not like 
kind of slowing down and being a little bit more practical about how I respond to things and how I handle things. Sure. And being able to take time off and relax and not let, I mean, again, cause it's one of those things where, um, we, you know, we've talked to people all the time and if, and if things aren't going their way or if, if it's not as business isn't as good, it's like, how many levers can I pull at the same time? And it's like oh. pull, pulling more levers isn't going to change anything. Mm-mm. Sometimes you just need a coast. Yeah. I, you know what does stress me out though? It stresses me out when people like they have a business or they're, they launch a business and then they don't pay any attention to their business and then they complain that their business isn't doing well. Oh yeah. That I'm, kills me. Yeah. You definitely, you still have to work in your business. This, yes. is, this isn't me saying, Hey, just start your business and just watch the money roll in. Cause that definitely won't happen. But letting it, letting it affect your like personal, like your physical and mental health is, mm-hmm. is the problem mm-hmm. because I've seen it in many, many times. I mean, you look at anybody like an app, you know, I can use restaurants for every example of everything in my life, period. But you look at owners and it's like they, they you you stop taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and you start because you're so concerned about the business. It's like, look, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not eating right, if you're drinking too much, if you're doing all of these things, you're not going to be 100% at business and it's just going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. So at a point business just has to stop. And, and that's uh, something that I think everybody needs to understand and, and just become a little bit better at. Yeah, I think I, I agree. It's important for people to understand what their limits are, where the boundaries are and how they personally need to take time off. Right. So you and I have very different working habits. Um, and I think you do. Usually you work a little bit all weekend long. Right. You work on both Saturday and Sunday. Whereas I know me like I can't work seven straight days. I'll be worthless by the time we get to like day six. So I will not not day six. Like I was going to say, so you're worthless on Fridays. No, no, (laughs) not day six, like day 14 or 13. Right. So I know I typically don't work on Saturdays unless there's something really compelling and then I will. But for the most part, Saturdays, I don't turn my laptop on unless I absolutely have to. Um, But I'll work on Sundays. I almost always work on Sundays, usually a full day. But I get a lot of stuff done because it's uninterrupted. And, you know, our weeks are just kind of splattered with meetings and things like that. So it's important to understand also not only like where your boundaries are and what you need to work. It's also important to understand how you relieve stress, whether it be, you know, going for a run or a walk or going to the gym and lifting heavy things or shooting guns or, you know, just sitting down in the middle of the day and taking a 15 minute nap, whatever it is, like ever you have to know your own thing and then just give yourself permission to do that thing. Sure. And uh, most small business owners out there and a lot of entrepreneurs and all that, they want to put up this front that I'm working 800 hours a week and I never it's stop dumb. and whatever. No, you don't have to do that. And everybody, most people, especially once you've been in it, see right through the disguise there, the lies that, yeah, like I understand I've got a friend and he talks, I'm always so busy. I'm so busy (laughs) and different friend, but you know, the the story still, but, and, and he, uh, you know, he, he, he does work a lot and I'm not, not saying that he, he doesn't, but his time management skills are not fantastic. So he is doing, he's 
doing it to himself. Yeah, he's doing it to himself because you know I'm he's working till four in the morning, um, but the you know the problem is that he's not actually working. It's like a little bit of work and then a little bit of this, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we should wrap up though. I'm really curious to see what Professor Pete, Professor Pete Alexander has to say about stress management and business owners and things like that. So let's say we take a break, and when we come back, we'll have Professor Pete. Hey, everyone. We wanted to take a quick break to tell you all about our friends over at Podmatch. It's like a dating app, but for podcasts. This is a service we use to connect with potential guests for our show, and we connect with other hosts to be a guest on theirs. If you're an aspiring podcaster, have a podcast, or have something you want to share, head on over to podmatch.com slash sign up slash bizquick, or click on the link in the show notes to get started. All right, welcome back to the show. We have Professor Pete with us. Professor Pete, thank you so much for joining us. We are really looking forward to this conversation today. Well, Julie and Corey, it's a pleasure to have to be on the show, and I really appreciate the time of your listeners. Yeah, this is going to be uh, a great conversation because we deal exclusively with entrepreneurs and small business owners, and well, they're usually pretty stressed. Some of them mm-hmm. definitely handle stress better than others. Um, but I am curious, you know, before we dive into talking about stress, which is what Corey and I were talking about on the on the front end of the podcast. If, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about you? So kind of introduce yourself and what you do and just sort of how you help help people out. Sure, sure. So um, what I'm an entrepreneur as well. So uh, talking from, you know, the horse's mouth, basically. And, uh, you know, to, to, to get a little bit of um, a little background, why I started doing the stress relief work uh, three years ago is because um, I started noticing uh, some real issues uh, about what stress was doing to my body. First of all, back in 2008, I got stress-induced diabetes uh, from a perfect storm of stressful activities. And so I'm sure you guys can, you know, remember at least a time or two when, you know, you're mentally and emotionally overwhelmed. That was, that was one of the times back then. And the problem is, and what a lot of entrepreneurs do is they don't listen to their body about what stress is doing to them. And so what ended up happening is, you know, I kept on burning the candle at both ends for another 10 years. And then all of a sudden, guess what? I ended up in the emergency room one hour from being comatose with a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis. For your listeners who don't know what that means, in layman's terms, my body was eating itself alive because of my stress. And the crazy thing is that I was continuing to work. I got I got transferred to ICU after uh, about eight hours in, in the ER, never been in ICU before. And I was still pushing myself. You know, I didn't have my work laptop with me in ICU, but I'm, I'm there pushing myself with my phone. And at one point, the nurse on my second day in ICU, she comes over to me. They were checking my blood. My blood was so, the sugars were so high when I got admitted that the medical grade glucometers could not um, read my numbers. All they knew is that it was high. They estimated it to be eight to 10 times higher than normal. And after a couple days, it came back down into uh, somewhat more reasonable numbers. And then all of a sudden, there I was on my phone at 6 a.m. pushing, pushing, pushing. 
And she came and she checked my blood and my numbers had skyrocketed again. And she says to me, just a matter of fact, complete stranger, she says to me, you realize that that's what put you in this hospital bed in the first place. (laughs) And that was like an epiphany moment for me. I realized that, you know, literally I was trading my health for my career. And that's a very bad trade. And so that was back in 2018. And and so I decided, you know what, I got to concentrate on my health first. I did that. Uh, And then people started looking at me and going, wow, you seem different. You're looking younger. And in fact, I look younger today than I do uh, 13 years ago when when the stress was really beating my body up. And they asked, you know, they asked me, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so I ended up writing a book that did very well on Amazon. And uh, now I, I, you know, as part of many things that I do, uh, I help people, you know, come up with different ideas to help them with their stress and that don't take a lot of time, but can have a huge, huge impact if they just take advantage of their own self-care for a couple of minutes a day. Mm. And self-care is, it's extremely important and we're glad, glad to hear that you got, got that all figured out and you know, you're, you're healthy now. Um, I am curious, did you get an award for getting the highest glucose levels in the hospital? <laughs> you know, I probably could have, uh, you know, or, or at least, you know, the, uh, the, the award that was told to me was that the numbers were so high, they were thinking about doing a white paper on me. So whenever the medical uh, audience says, oh, I'm thinking about it, I've, I heard that one other time when I had a very torn rotator cuff. I think I'm going to do a white paper on this. That's never a good sign. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. I, I have to say, I just want to acknowledge the comment that you made of trading my health for my career and that's a very bad trade and i i really love and appreciate that comment i feel like so many entrepreneurs don't understand the importance of maintaining their health both you know the mental emotional and the physical so all three aspects of it and you know we've had a couple of um experts on our podcast to talk about the importance of that balance and and keeping things moving. So this is good because we don't, I think a lot of people look at stress as just sort of a, almost like they wear it like a, with a, you know, a badge of honor. Like I'm so mm-hmm. stressed and it's, it's like, you gotta, you gotta fix that. Go punch something or do, you know, something, do something. So yeah, I, I really appreciate that comment. Well, and it's, it's a good point that you bring up too, Julie, because you know, a lot of people say to me, well, I, you know, I, there's inherent stress in my work and stuff. And, and what I tell them is, is that that's okay. If you, know, cause there, there really is, there's good stress and there's actually bad stress or negative stress and good stress. You know, if you're happy, you love what you do, you're, you're passionate about what you do, the good stress that's also called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, that is what helps us get things done. You know, we have a deadline, we're working on a project, whatever it happens to be, that's actually good stress. What we want to try and avoid as entrepreneurs is basically two flavors of negative stress. One is rumination, where we're reaching into the past, worrying about, or not worrying, but actually like guilty, let's say, about something we either we did or didn't do. And the fact of the matter is, it's in the past. We can't change it. 
what we can do is learn from it, take the positive learnings from it, but to ruminate about something in the past just eats you up. And the other is anxiety about something in the future. You know, the fact of the matter is it hasn't happened yet. Yet one of our things that we do, especially with our inner critic inside of us, is we worry about failing or we're worried about something going wrong. And often what ends up happening is we think and we think and we think about that anxiety of something in the future. Let's say maybe a scary presentation that we have to give. And we end up manifesting a negative outcome because we're constantly thinking about it in the negative. And so if we can try and minimize the rumination of the past and anxiety about something in the future, that will do a huge, huge, huge benefit to your overall health. That I can guarantee. And that's something that we, on the along the same lines we preach here with our business is um, you can't change what happened in the past, but you can learn from it. And you can't stop what's going to happen in the future, but you can prepare for it. And mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. when it comes to small business, a lot of people, obviously, uh, 99.9% of the world was surprised by the pandemic last year. Yes. Um, and there are a lot of people who just kind of, you know, stuck their head in the sand and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And there's other people who who got through it and unbeknownst to them that they had been prepared for that. They had a savings. They had trained their employees. They had um, they had different levers that they could pull, even though on the front half of this, I was like, everybody's pulling every lever. But like, I mean, they had different things that they could uh, they could do and they were more prepared than they thought. And that's one of the things that we try to do with our businesses and, and the people we work with is, you can't you can't plan for everything, but you can build a strong foundation. You can train your team. You can do all of these things that, when the bad when the bad things inevitably happen, you're going to be able to uh, respond to them better. Yeah, and that's a really good point. I mean, my primary business uh, is uh, interior landscaping, and so it's the fourth largest company, Office Plants by Everything Grows, fourth largest interior landscaper in the San Francisco Bay Area, and when COVID hit last year, roughly March, um, in approximately 30 days. And imagine, this is interior landscaping of businesses. So if people aren't going into the office, they don't need plants in the office. Hello. So talking about what you said, Corey, about what wouldn't be planned. Well, so from a management standpoint, we're very smart about keeping reserves just in case, you know, the emergency fund kind of things. And that came into play very, very effectively for us because in 30 days, approximately, we lost 60% of our business. So literally the growth that we had experienced between 2013 and 2019 had disappeared in 30 days. And so obviously that was a big stressor for the company. And what we did is we didn't panic. We're just thinking, good God, what's happening here? And what we did was we just focused on on our core, core values and we focused on the employees who were willing to still go out there and, and work. Because we had some of our employees who just were terrified terrified of going out and being exposed. So we said, hey, no problem. That's not, you know, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, you know, honor that. The employees that did want to, 
those are the ones that not only did we um, uh, give them extra bonus every month, a COVID bonus basically for that, but we made sure that they were being tested, that they were being taken care of so that they did not have an adverse effect. So it, 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 it was a really interesting uh, scenario. And now because of how we manage the business, uh, this year we're on the upswing back and we have an outside chance with, uh, you know, four months left in the, the uh, year, um, we have an up, up, outside chance of, of getting back to at least 2018 numbers, if not close to 2019 numbers. Did you make, I'm um, curious, did you make any um, pivots in the business um, from, from doing like the interior landscaping to other things that were sort of, that are related, but are slightly different and would have a bigger impact or would be still useful to businesses, even though the people weren't coming in? No. So we didn't do that. Um, one of the things that uh, what we found was that, um, you know, there's other types of, of services that companies can do. And what we found is we got to stick with the core because that is what we know. And I know a lot of companies, what they do is they'll, they'll have different product lines or service lines. But for us, this has been a, a great niche for us. And so we decided, no, what we were going to do is we were going to concentrate on the types of businesses that are still operating. You know, the, so that was one of the things that we found was, was helpful. And also there were uh, customers of ours who were realizing that, okay, we are still going to have office space in the future. We need to make sure to take care of everything. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a skeleton crew there, but make sure that things like uh, the plants stay alive. Um, so those are the kind of things that we we concentrated on. And I'm grateful for that because one of the things that we have found as we've tried different other uh, services is that it distracts us. It distracts us from our core business. And for example, we used to offer uh, holiday decor. And holiday decor, even though we would hire temporary workers to do that, you still have to manage that. You still have to do a lot of work around that. You have to store it, et cetera. You have to get it prepped and ready. And that was more, even though we made good money from that, the stressors on the overall business to do that were not worth the extra revenue that we received. So, yeah, so it, it's, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, what we did is something that any other company looking at different product lines or service lines should follow. I just talked to you about what, uh, what our experience was. Is there uh, a connection between uh, your stress management and the plant side of the business? Because I see that as like the indoor plants obviously are like, I mean, they help to reduce stress and improve the environment mm -hmm. and all of that. Like, is that mm -hmm. something that you, you utilize and, and use to your advantage? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the things that with COVID, we found that as uh, companies were coming back and the ones that were still operating, having office space and having employees come in, let's say uh, uh, there were very various situations with our different customers, but some of them would have com uh, uh, employees coming in on Mondays and Wednesdays and others coming in on Tuesdays and Thursdays and kind of, you know, splitting it up and thinning out the, you know, social distancing, uh, if you will. So, Doing social distancing, at least initially, was very ugly in offices. 
you know, putting up walls and signage and stuff. And so what we found was that if we put plants as part of that, that was a much more positive way of, of helping people with the social distancing plant walls, et cetera. And what is great about live plants is that not only do they help you reduce stress, they do improve productivity um, and have outstanding ROI because the employees tend to be healthier and more productive. And so the companies do get um, a productivity boost from plants. It's hard, you know, it's, it's something that has been university research has been proven lots of different articles about it. And so it's a natural for, for, you know, for me, even though, you know, I got stressed out, that wasn't because of the plants. That was because of, of, of other things that were going on in my life uh, personally, in my professional life. Sure. I, I I love that. And I, I, I love that the, the connection that, that you guys made there between the plants and stress. Um, I, I know we're, we're starting to run short on time. And so I want to, um, talk a little bit about sort of exercises or, or tips that you give to people um, to help them reduce stress and you know, mm-hmm. see if there's maybe anything that you can run through with Corey and I, because, you know, before we started, he was very stressed about his laptop and maybe we could help him reduce some stress and maybe I'll reduce some along the way. Sure. So, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard of deep breathing and, um, you know, visualization exercises, things like that. Those, those are ones that are, um, you know, very popular. And those are ones that tend to be um, the ones that a lot of people will go to. But I was going to bring out one that I like to use um, in a situation like, let's say we have to have a difficult conversation with somebody, or maybe you have to give a presentation and you don't like to give a presentation. So um, what this one is, is it's a very simple technique. It's it's called Hakalau, and it comes from the Hawaiian culture. And it's a light meditation suited for calming you before that stressful event. And so what you do, like we are here, um, you know, sitting at at our desk, what you do is you find a spot, a stationary spot on the wall, something that's not moving. And what you do is you start staring directly at that spot. And then as you start staring at that spot, you'll allow your mind to go loose and focus all of your attention on that spot. And you'll notice that within a matter of moments, your vision begins to spread out and you see more in the peripheral than you do in the central part of your vision. So now pay attention to the peripheral. In fact, pay more attention to the peripheral than to the central part of your vision. And stay in that state for a few more seconds and notice how it feels. Then you take a, close your eyes, open them back up and notice that you're more centered, more grounded, and ready to take on whatever that perceived stressful event is. Something you can do anywhere, as long as you have just one minute. I feel like we should have premised that beforehand so everybody could have known to stop what you're doing, 
Pull yeah, off, don't do that if you were driving. Yeah, pull off to the side of the road. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if you're listening, absolutely. If you're listening, I should have said that too. But uh, yeah, you know that that's something. Well, I think partially I said that some, choose something that's not moving. If you're in your car, probably everything's moving. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Good. I can yeah. feel my it, peripheral vision expanding. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because when you have that peripheral vision uh, and you're more aware of it. It, you just have this grounding that automatically happens. And then what also happens is that as you're doing that, your breathing starts to slow down and gets more rhythmic. And so that just automatically happens. That's why, you know, the deep breathing, if you do that by yourself and stuff, that works. But a lot of people go, oh, you know, <laughs> and then they all of a sudden <laughs> feel like they're going to hyperventilate. And so this is much easier because you know, one minute and your, your mind is focused on that peripheral. It's not thinking about, Oh my God, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, we need to start wrapping up, but before we do, I wanted to ask you um, two quick questions. The first one is, mm-hmm. is there anything that we can do for you, professor Pete? How can we help you? Well, uh, for me, I appreciate you asking, um, you know, having, having your visitors and listeners, if they want to get more stress relief, uh, uh, techniques and stuff. I have a blog that has over 150 of them. So, um, and they're all quick and easy ones to, to, to implement. So, uh, you know, go to petealexander.com for that. And I'd love for, uh, others. I, I have a popular podcast myself and the winning at business and life podcast, which they can find on my website as well. So give a listen to that has, uh, has some great insights to help people reduce their stress as well, because guess what? If you're successful and you love what you do, that's good stress. That is good stress. And I'm assuming that you also just told our guests how they can find you. Is there anything else you want to let them know that we'll drop in our show notes? Sure. Um, yeah. PeteAlexander.com, the website there, uh, that'll have uh, the stress relief tips and the, 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 uh, podcast info and then if they are interested in uh you know plants for reducing stress by all means have them visit officeplants.com perfect thank you so much professor pete for coming on our show we really appreciated your time and the conversation and that exercise was a good one um thanks to our listeners for tuning in as always we appreciate you and everything you need to know about professor pete and sp pace and bizquick is in the show notes and if you want to work with us you can connect with us on social media we've got LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, something on Twitter or TikTok, rather. Uh, we got rid of Twitter. And um, basically, if you need to know anything about us, just go to our website, sbpace.com. Yeah, we would love it if you would download and rate our podcast, review it. And goodness gracious, you should subscribe because we've got a lot of good topics that we cover. And if there's a topic that we haven't covered that you want to know about, please reach out and let us know. Don't forget to purchase our book. It is called Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It is a number one bestseller on Amazon. We have a digital workbook download. And if you've already purchased it, please go out to Amazon, rate and review it for us. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this was BizQuick, helping entrepreneurs reduce their stress.